in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment of the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. UNLV basketball rebounded to beat the Calgary Dinos by 30 points, 104 to 74 yesterday. Uh, we do have a little bit more information on Calgary than British Columbia because they've already played in this uh, month of August and they lost to Colorado State twice by 27 and by 12. So technically, UNLV is already better than Colorado State, which also means British Columbia is going to challenge for the Mountain West title this season. Uh, I have not watched it. It is up on YouTube, but uh, Jackie Johnson was the leading scorer again for UNLV with 17 points. That is both games now. He has led this team in scoring. I do know after watching the game against British Columbia, he was far and away the only guy that consistently got dribble penetration against British Columbia. And that's always one of the keys, especially for a team that doesn't know who's going to be their top offensive player, is who can get into the paint and either score himself or force a help side defender to come over there. I think we're starting to see more and more that Jackie Johnson's going to have a big role on this team and potentially even be the leading scorer of this team. Tyler, I'm just glad we finally have a Las Vegas team that can win in Calgary. <laughs> Shots fired. I, uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry, I just got this. <laughs> LeBron James signed a contract extension with the Lakers. It will keep him in L.A. for the next two seasons. He's going to get $97.1 million. He does have a player option for the third season um lebron is 37 years old so this is going to push him into his 40s if he does exercise that player option uh adam do you believe in the brawny angle of this that lebron has the player option for the season right after brawny would get drafted in the nba and that will determine whether he opts in with the lakers or goes somewhere else 100 percent uh there's one thing that we've seen pretty clearly established about lebron james that he cares about the future of his sons and he cares about being able to have that piece of his legacy of being able to play with Bronny and he's now doing it with his contract he made it clear and so if you by the way if you're out there and you're looking 97 million dollars he's 38 years old please understand that no matter what LeBron makes he is underpaid I don't care what number you tell me of the salary cap you give him his value to your franchise he is underpaid because of the salary cap um what do you think of it lakers wise in terms of them having any chance of being a contender are they have any shot at it over the next two years how much is anthony davis going to play that's it if you can tell me that anthony davis is going to give you 70 plus games then the lakers can be a contender beyond that the lakers are going to do what they've done which is end up in the play-in tournament next question all right, tell me if you believe this. Uh, Worldwide Wob on Twitter does. So the NBA trade deadline is expected to be around February 9th. The NBA schedule came out yesterday, and the Knicks and Jazz, who apparently have talked about Donovan Mitchell, will play on February 11th, which would mean if there's a trade right at the deadline, the very first game Donovan Mitchell would play would be against his former team for the Knicks. Do you believe that was on purpose? Oh my God, let August 18th pass and let August 19th pass and let us have some actual games to talk about so we don't have conspiracy theories about NBA regular season games. 
No, you don't believe it? Come on. It's a great conspiracy theory, right? Adam Silver is like, you know what? That Knicks-Jazz game, right after the trade deadline. Make it happen. They're not waiting that long. If this deal gets done, it's getting done now. Great question. Thank you. Lights FC drew with Orange County last night. One to one, Orange County. Second worst team in the West. So it was on the road, but not really the greatest draw for a team trying to make the playoffs. Lights are tied for sixth in the West. Top eight make the postseason. They do have a four-point lead over ninth-place Oakland at the moment. So still in a pretty good spot. But here's my main complaint. I don't know what the hell is going on with the USL or what the hell was going on in Orange County. This soccer game, approximately 70 minutes of it, was not broadcasted. And all I had on my television screen was technical difficulties. What, we got the Mountain West Network running USL broadcast now? I'm very sorry that Second Division Soccer didn't have a clean broadcast for you to watch. Your expectations might potentially be out of line. I don't, I don't think I've ever had just straight up no broadcast. Like, listen, there's some bad camera angles or like sometimes games at Cashman, the sun is somehow shining directly into the camera lens so you can't see half the field. Like, I'm not expecting like high quality broadcast, but at least let me see the game. At least give me the high camera panning back and forth so I can watch what's happening. Couldn't even get that. I don't know. They just lost internet in Orange County. I don't know what happened. But I, I don't feel like that's a high expectations. I can watch UNLV play Calgary. That's not too hard to do. That's a great, great question. The Chargers made Derwin James the highest paid safety in the NFL. He's 26 years old. He's got a four-year deal worth $76.4 million. Um, you Correct me if I'm wrong. You're all in on the Chargers winning the AFC West this year? I wouldn't say all in on the Chargers winning the AFC West, but I think that they have as good of a chance as they've ever had to win the AFC West this year. They have all of the pieces in place, and Derwin James is one of those pieces. In fact, it's hard for me to even say his name out loud because I am a listener to the uh, Pro Football Focus NFL podcast with uh, Sam Monson and Steve Palazzolo. One time, they said his name, and he got hurt the next week. And we know that Derwin James' health has been a major part of his career. They now refuse to say his name. They refer to him as the player. And so from now on, I think if we talk about that guy, I'm going to have to refer to him as the player, too, because I love seeing him on the field. He is one of the most dynamic defenders in the entire league. And the more that we have DJ out there for the Chargers, the better chance they have to win. Maybe you think this already, but halfway through the season, end of the season, do you think we're talking about the Chargers having more talent than the Chiefs, the most talent in this division? If all of that talent is on the field at the same time for the Chargers, absolutely. The question for them is going to be health, right? If you can look at every position on the field for the Chargers and find a significant player. Like They are a team that is built for the now because of the fact that they have Justin Herbert, a top, what, seven at worst NFL quarterback on a rookie contract. And that means that you are in the golden age for your franchise if you can get that done right now. What are the odds you think they missed the playoffs? Because that's the that's the way the story goes that would be the most fascinating to me is as much trust as apparently there is with Brandon Staley within that organization, as good as they should be. They missed the playoffs last year, and it's certainly – I don't think it's the expectation, but they certainly could. They're just like the Raiders. They're in a tough division. If they have got bad luck in one-score games, they could win eight games and not make the postseason. Uh, what do you think the chances are that actually happens? 
Well, the Chargers do face a, a challenging schedule. Their schedule by uh, by Sharp Football Analysis ranked as the 20th most difficult in the league. And of course, for the Chargers, a lot of that has to do with playing against the AFC West. Now, I think that it's entirely possible that any of the four teams in the AFC West can miss the playoffs just because of how good the division is going to be. But I think everything about that, everything you think about any team in the AFC West hinges on what you think Russell Wilson's going to be with the Broncos. I happen to think it's going to work out pretty well for them by the end of the season. I think they might start slow, but they're going to be in good shape by the end of the year. They have the easiest schedule of the four AFC West teams. And Kansas City has the hardest schedule in the NFL and one of the hardest schedules in NFL history. So if you think the Chiefs are the best team, yeah, they can be the best team and still end up 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven this year just because of what they're going to have to go through. Next question. The NFL says there is no change on Alvin Kamara's status, according to Mike Florio. He's currently not suspended, not on paid leave, anything like that. He is facing a felony charge for battery, but the uh, case continues to be delayed. It's been delayed now until after the season starts. Um, am, am I uh, naive? Am I wrong for thinking that Alvin Kamara's case is sort of not being handled because of Deshaun Watson? That the NFL is oh. just, once they figure out Deshaun Watson, maybe they'll figure out Alvin Kamara? No, you took the words out of my mouth. There could not be a better offseason in, in which to commit a felony than Alvin <laughs> Kamara potentially committed a felony. Right, because even though Deshaun Watson hasn't been charged, we know that uh, there's plenty of evidence that he is a sexual deviant, according to the reporting that we've seen. Okay, I've just, I listen, it's cynical, I guess, but it is the NFL, and that's been my thought this whole time, that like, oh, they're just dealing with Deshaun Watson, and we got to wait until that gets wrapped up before we actually see what happens to Alvin Kamara here. And I, like, what, by the way, what the hell is taking so long on Deshaun Watson? I know Florio was tweeting yesterday about they could come to a settlement at any time, and I guess they've discussed it. But, like, what they hired this third-party guy. Why, why is it taking so long for him to come to a ruling on how long Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended? I think it's all about a settlement. I think if Goodell wants this process, this new process in the CBA in which they first bring in an independent person to evaluate, and then Goodell essentially has overlord authority after that, no matter who they designate, I think that for the legitimacy of the process, they would be best served to get a settlement with Deshaun Watson. I'm sure that they don't want to look like that they are essentially coming over the top of their own new process in the first time that it's been tested. Does settlement to you mean less than a full season? Yeah, I think settlement for me means something like 12 games for Deshaun Watson because you know the NFL wants to increase the penalty from what was originally handed out, but maybe they're willing to let go of it being more than a season, right? Because what Goodell has come out and said is that we believe it merits 16 games. Well, Roger Goodell is a smart enough negotiator to know that if eight was the ruling and 16 is going to be what uh, what's out there, then, you know, here we are. Next question. Matt Stafford said his arm feels fine. According to Gilbert Manzano, Stafford said, hopefully it continues to keep getting better as it has. But I know that functionally, I feel like I can do everything I need to do just trying to continue on that road. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Sean McVay said Stafford had an abnormal elbow injury. He didn't throw it all during the spring, during any of the uh, uh, Rams practices. He's been uh, not involved in everything so far in training camp. 
I tend to think he's going to be fine, but the whole abnormal injury and Stafford still being like, yeah, I feel good, but just working back, like, I guess there's a chance that Stafford is playing at less than 100% this season. Quickly to correct myself before getting to Matt Stafford's six-game suspension originally for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, sorry, yes. Eight game. Um, but, yeah, well, they've referred to it as pain management. And so I think what's great for the Rams is that the Rams are probably going to be so good that I don't know how many fourth quarters Matthew Stafford's going to have to play. <laughs> so they might be able to get him out for at least the last couple drives of games. And the Rams could end up being extremely good again this year and that might mean that they're able to manage Matthew Stafford's pain in fact they're probably going to be in a spot because the NFC is so weak overall that maybe there are going to be games here and there throughout the schedule where you know you might not necessarily have to play him at all I okay I would love that because we have seen in the NBA right the whole load management thing has taken over uh, obviously baseball's got a long season they got guys guys get days off all the time but like we see it in a couple other sports, the idea of resting guys, because the whole idea is being in the postseason. The NFL, it's a small sample size. You usually don't clench things until very late. Like, you don't want that. I would love to see an NFL team be, A, confident enough in themselves that they're going to make the postseason, and then, B, able to withstand, you know, the backlash of, hey, we're going to sit our quarterback in Week 8 because he's not 100%, and we don't need him for Week 8. We need him for the postseason, which we're going to be in. I would love to see that because i think it's a it's a valuable thing that you can actually do if you think you're going to the postseason well tyler look at the way the schedule sets up right they'll have first five weeks buffalo atlanta arizona san francisco dallas week six they've got the panthers at home and then they have a bye in week seven that is the perfect spot in week six against the panthers to sit matthew stafford down and essentially get him a three-week break uh baker mayfield gonna be disrespected by that coming up next Ed Graney joins the show. All of the sun, none of the fun on the Press Box Summer Edition. Joining us from the Raiders practice facility in Henderson is Ed Graney. All right, Ed, what what time do you think you have to leave us today? Because I'm kind of hoping you run and hang up on us. That would be great radio. I'm not sure. I'm keeping an eye on uh, the uh, There's a couple guys outside also, so we'll see. But McDaniels. Um, you never know. That's why they always call it estimate time. Estimate time. So uh, I think you're supposed to go in a little while, but uh, you just never know. So, um, okay, I got to go. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. Uh, here's an important question for you. Will an injury to Thayer Munford lead the Raiders to actually signing a different offensive lineman to come uh, in and start? I, I just don't know. I mean, you and I have talked about this for so long. When are they going to sign somebody? They've got to sign somebody. I mean, teams are starting to cut guys. Um, and maybe they're waiting. I think next week, don't they have to get to 80 and then obviously the last cut? So I, I don't know what they're waiting for. Um, it's a weekly battle in terms of, you know, saying they're going to compete at the spot and trying to find someone who can play both spots. And now Thayer Munford limps off the field yesterday when we're watching practice. So uh, maybe if someone else goes down, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll get serious about it. But I still think it's my call that they're going to sign somebody. I just don't know when. And I think you agree with me. I think somebody's going to get signed. We just don't know when. Darren Waller is back at practice, and, yes. and we speculated plenty on why was Darren Waller not at practice. Yeah. Uh, do, do we expect that McDaniels will shed any light on that? No. Uh, I just think he's going to say he worked himself back. That's the uh, that's kind of the line that they're using out here when it comes to injury. So I don't expect that, but he was back yesterday running all the routes, 
and doing what he did before he left and was at the Aces game last night cheering. So I think all is well on the Darren Waller front. Uh, where is Darren Waller this Saturday? At home in Las Vegas watching the Aces or in oh. Miami for another preseason game? What a question. All right. I'm going to say, oh, that's such a tough question. Like, are they going to leave him home? Because if he's not going to play, although, see, I think the Hall of Fame game was different because it was the Hall of Fame game. It was the first one. They all went to the Hall of Fame. So there were guys in that trip that they knew that weren't going to play that made the trip anyway, Derek Carr and others. But I think this week they keep some guys home if they're just not going to play. And if he's kept home, uh, I'm going to be at the Aces game, so I'll be shocked not to see him if he's kept home. So, We'll see, but that's a great question in terms of where he's going to be. Um, I'll, man, I'm going to go out on a limb and say because everything that's been written, everything's been talked about, that he goes on the trip that doesn't play. Ed, was anyone on that trip to the Hall of Fame for the Raiders, are any of them actually going to be there someday? Or is that going to be the only time any of them go to the Hall of Fame? <laughs> um, well, let me ask you, is Chandler Jones a Hall of Famer? Yeah, that's actually a reasonable question, right? Uh, Chandler Jones uh, might actually. I be think the he one makes guy. an argument. Yeah, right. You can make you can make an argument. argument. I guess Max Crosby is good enough and young yeah. in his career that you could say that it's not out of the question for him if he keeps up this level of performance. So yeah, I, I could put my snark back away. Are, are we not um, putting Daniel Carlson in the Hall of Fame already? That was I was just going to ask you how many years does he have to be an incredible kicker? Because kickers, I'm not completely educated on how many are in, but it seems to be you have to be really, really good which he is, obviously, but I think there's a lot of years to go. But if he continued on this pace, then I think he'd be one. Um, you know, I don't I don't know anyone in the backfield that I would say right now is one. Um, How dare you? And, there are five Hall of Famers in the backfield. <laughs> well, what we've been told. According to Devontae Adams, there is one. Well, what about Devontae Adams? Might be, uh, might be Devontae Adams, although, uh, you know, I think the Daniel Carlson thing is going to come down to all pro selections and Justin Tucker's yeah. going to have most ah. of those so oh god this is great august 18th discussion <laughs> i mean we the middle i think of we august came up great. with before you answer the question i think we came up with more than we both thought we would mm-hmm. wow so basically josh mcdaniels has a team of future hall of famers and if they <laughs> miss the postseason it's all his fault <laughs> you said that <laughs> <laughs> do you think thayer munford is a future hall of famer no. Ed? i don't think no. thayer wow. Munford is, but wow. i think if thayer munford gets healthy he's gonna play um, no idea what the uh, no idea what the injury was. He limped off. Those those tend to be not back the next day. Anytime you're, I, I've kind of learned one thing out here. Anytime you leave practice during the middle of practice, you usually don't see that guy the next day. He's working himself back. All right, here's a question: Does this guy exist anymore? Does Cleveland Furl still exist? I don't know. That's a great question. Um, he's if he's working himself back, he's done a lot of work. Uh, uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, if you don't see him, then, you know, you don't know if he exists. Um, but every time we ask, all those guys are working themselves back. Now, a lot of guys came off the pup list yesterday, as we know. Saw Trayvon Mullins for the first time in a long time. We went out and everyone's like, wait, look, look who's on the field. Started tweeting about it and everything that he was on the field. Um, so maybe Cleveland's like that. Maybe we see Cleveland on a day that we just don't expect to see him because we didn't expect to see Trayvon yesterday either. Is Cleveland Furl the mascot of the Gruden Mayock era? The, I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> no, you heard me. The mascot. <laughs> oh, I, I lost the word mascot. I just heard the Gruden Mayock era. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess he could be, right? The one thing about these guys, I'll say this about Josh McDaniels, and I think you guys will agree if you don't tell me. Like, I will say this. He came in, and rightfully so, they had loyalty to no one. They had, I mean, this was a clean slate. It was competition. You saw with Demarcus Robinson, you know, they didn't go on resume, won a Super Bowl, one of the first ones cut. So I will tell you that I think they're honest about that in terms of this is a wide-open competition. And I, I think that Cleveland Furl, if he's not getting the job done, had, didn't have the fifth-year option picked up. I mean, Tyler knows the dead money and all of that. But, you know, I don't think these guys are waiting around for guys to get healthy and for guys to prove themselves. I do, I do think they're completely honest in that realm. Uh, how far away from practice will you be today? Do you need the binoculars today? I don't think so. We saw a lot yesterday. They're doing a lot of drills right in front of us now. Wow. They're doing a lot of drills. 11 on 11, they're on the same side of our field, um, which, you know, when it goes 11 on 11, it, uh, um, you know, everyone stands up and gets in the heat and really watches it and see what Derek Carr does. With Devontae Adams hit him another long touchdown pass yesterday. So, no, we're usually, um, we're usually pretty close now from what they're doing. What do we expect to learn about the Raiders going to Miami as we're getting to sort of the more serious time of the preseason? You know what? Just guys who are fighting for spots. I think more and more that they're just they've decided who not to play in the preseason, which I completely agree with. Um, they have the they have, you know Adam. They have the two practices with the Patriots next week. I think you learn more about them there than you do in any of these games. You know, the only guys playing now are fighting for spots. So I the, the two practices next week might be the most we've ever seen this camp and starters competing against anybody. Uh, I'm looking forward to those because I think those will get a little testy. And then obviously they'll play the Patriots on Friday night and no one will play. And then they'll go on and it'll be for real after that. All right, before we let you go, how do you feel about UNLV losing to the University of British Columbia? Well, man, uh, reading some of the stuff, it was uh, these two guys going to win a game, but they bounced back last night against uh, the Calgary Flames. Um, so it was uh, a good bounce back. Um, I don't know anything about the University of British Columbia. Maybe they're good. You had some, uh, you had some common scores with Calgary yesterday, with Colorado State and someone else, I believe. So they, you know, they defended themselves well against Calgary, but I didn't know enough about British Columbia to say it was a good loss or a bad loss. No loss is good, but, um, defensively reading some of the stuff, they weren't the defensive minded team that everyone expects them to be. What do they you think? Not. Is it over? Is it over? It's over. Pack it up. Listen, Mike Romalo <laughs> in the Sun compared the team to the first Marvin Menzies team, which is one of the worst teams in UNLV history. So you, just you know what take we call that, that. Uh, overreaction? No, a hot take. Oh yeah, it is a hot take. It is. It's a good hot take. So just I didn't say it. Mike Romalo said it. All right, Ed, uh, go uh, find Josh McDaniels. Don't let him get away. And ask ask him where Darren Waller's going to be on Saturday. Oh, I thought you were going to say ask him where Cleveland Furl is. Well, that too. If he, if that guy's re- he'd probably say who if you asked him who Cleveland Furl was. So. <laughs> ask for proof of life. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. All right, fellas. We'll see you. Take care of yourself. So Josh McDaniels scheduled to speak to the media soon. Uh, at, do you think Adam will Adam Hill because he'd be the one? Do you think Adam Hill will ask where Darren Waller will be on Saturday? I don't think he'll ask that, but I do think he'll dig a little bit more into what was going on with Darren Waller and why he was out. I love it. I'm glad he, I'm glad Darren Waller was at the Aces game. He should be on Saturday as well. Coming up next, uh, we hopefully talk to Darren Millard in the middle of Montana. Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK Update.
with Darren Milsey Millard. Hello, Darren. Where exactly are you right now? The world tour continues. Where have we been so far? Let's do a recap. I didn't ask where you've been. Where are you now? Come on. I'm in Missoula, Montana. Oh, boy. Sounds fun. What's in Missoula? Have, have you ever been to Missoula? Of course I haven't been to Missoula. You think I'm on Bill Foley's payroll? It doesn't have to be on Bill Foley's payroll. I know a lot, know a lot of people have been to Montana. Missoula you... is awesome. But why I'm here is the uh, VGK road trip that uh, back doing uh, after a couple of years absence uh, because of COVID, where we grab uh, a few of the broadcasters, uh, a few of the players, uh, the uh, uh, ice crew, the, some of the Vivas and the Chants, and we, we go around and we stop at a few cities and spread some VGK love, do some clinics and, uh, and have some fun. Did you make a journey to Stockman's yet? No, no. Okay. I arrived late last night, so I'm just seeing the city for the for the first time. Uh, what the, give, give me? Give me the four one one on that the lowdown. Uh, I would say if you are looking to enjoy an adult beverage in Missoula, mm. uh, it is an outstanding place to consider that. Really? Is there a mechanical bowl there, or is there a real uh, bowl there? Well, there's a real bull pretty much within arm's length no matter where you are. But yeah. I, I don't know that you need to concern yourself with that if you want to stay healthy for this road trip, Darren. we we got to keep you in one piece. I'm not jumping on a bike, Adam. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> let's, be, let's be serious. Those days are over. <laughs> oh, Darren Millard. Wait, Adam, why have you been to Missoula, Montana? Do you know what school is in Missoula, Montana, Tyler? I, I do not. My knowledge of Montana is... Uh, come on! Uh, yeah, that is the University of Montana, a uh, former member of the Big Sky Conference. I or see. Or member okay. of the Big Sky Conference, I should say. I see. Northern Ari- So big-time Northern Arizona-Montana games is what you're telling there me. There have been... If you, one of your favorite football highlights of all time comes from an NAU-Montana game, quarterback Case Cookus getting ejected for targeting. <laughs> Case So there Cookus. you go. Uh, all right, Darren. Wait, I, I have a question. Are you actually participating in these clinics for kids in Montana? Like, do they get the letdown of thinking they're getting a Golden Knights player, but instead it's Darren Millard? No, I'm doing a lot of talking, a lot of shaking okay. hands, a lot of spreading, uh, spreading the love. But uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not actually teaching anybody anything. That okay. would be uh, mm, in in the uh, in the world of business, cost prohibitive. Cost prohibitive. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. Well, I was well, that actually leads right into my next question, Darren. Well done. That's a professional job uh, because I was yes. going to say that. Well, depend- remember the rehearsals that we did for this segment? How <laughs> yeah, we worked yeah. On that? When you were at Stockman's last night, I pre- yeah. enjoy you pretending that you weren't there. Um, yeah. So I believe that if the salary cap situation gets dire enough, that you might be called in as the e bug. <laughs> Is that a possibility? And are you keeping yourself sharp? No. Like uh, if if Robin Leonard's out for the season. You get that $5 million to spend. So you can go out and spend it on, uh, spend all of it on a goalie, a little bit on a goalie, some of it on a player. You don't have to spend any of it. Uh, it's, 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 it's there. It's, it's, from my, from my salary cap perspective, it frees up more money, the Robin Leonard situation. Oh, sure. uh, from a hockey perspective, I, I don't, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of it because, you're later in the summer, and, and the goaltending names on the market have been 
scooped up primarily, primarily. So you might have to get creative on a trade if if you don't like what it is, but uh, what what the situation is. Um, but uh, but from a salary cap point of view, it's it's not it's not bad. It's not, there's no more crunch there. So all right, what do you think, or what do you expect the Golden Knights to do? Do you think that they go out immediately and get a goalie, or do they trust Logan Thompson? Do they go out and spend it on a different position because they trust Logan Thompson? Or do they wait and see and sort of hold some money or hold some cap space, I should say, until into the season, maybe all the way to the trade deadline to get a better idea of what this team might need in season? Yeah, and the fourth option, uh, or the yeah, fourth option sort of bleeds off the third option. Which is uh, you you take a look and you may want to tweak your forwards uh, in some way. Uh, I've talked about this on numerous occasions with people, and I think I've leaned towards one of those four equally in the thirty times that I've had this this conversation. Uh, I can see them doing absolutely any of those. Uh, at any particular time. Now, uh, what what I expect is probably more of a status quo at start, and and see what you have and and where you go with that. But uh, but if they wanted to get aggressive and uh, make a deal and and uh, acquire uh, more of a veteran goaltender to uh, pick up the slack uh, and the load uh, from the outset of this season, I could absolutely. Uh, Envision Kelly McCrimmon doing that, but uh, I don't think that there's um, uh, a wind vane that's pointing in one direction predominantly uh, on this right now. Darren, it feels like a situation where there is a pretty clear silver lining here for the Golden Knights because you saw Logan Thompson perform quite admirably last year at the end of the season, and if you have to try to get by for however long without a veteran goaltender of the caliber of Robin Leonard, you could throw Logan Thompson out there as the starting goaltender for half the season. And as you said, see what you have and evaluate from there. And it seems like the upside of finding out that, hey, Logan Thompson really is this good long-term would be a great thing for the Golden Knights. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Adam, if, if I put myself in Logan Thompson's skates and looking what's happened over the last two and a half years, uh, my mind is blown at what I've been able to accomplish and the position I've been able to put myself in. And uh, truthfully speaking, this year was going to be one of those, okay, uh, if I take a big step forward, that's great. If I uh, just play a little bit in the NHL, that's fine. If I play a lot in the AHL, well, I, I got a great test last year and uh, they they know what I can do, but I understand that uh, that Leonard and then Bruce are the goaltenders. Well, it's opened up to be even um, more opportunistic uh, uh, of an opportunity for for Logan Thompson now than, than ever before, and it's been a, a meteoric rise uh, in his career. So he's looking at this now, going, "Boy, opportunity is knocking," and uh, I, I'm didn't expect this and. What a great uh, golden goose egg that uh, that, I, that I'm looking at and, and able to, to grab onto. So um, it, it's not good, uh, not the best case scenario for the hockey club. Certainly not for for Robin Leonard to to potentially be at the entire season, which it, it sounds like. But for Logan Thompson, who's played 
uh, in the big picture, a handful of NHL games. Uh, he is now uh, going to get the opportunity to show a new head coach that uh, that he can carry this team. So uh, I think I think that uh, that if you were buying stock, this would be one of those ones where you go, oh, we we could get uh, we could get a real uh, bargain here and uh, and watch him go. All right, before we let you go, Darren, you are our uh, Canadian expert. Uh, mm-hmm. UNLV Why am I your Canadian expert? Well, you're from Canada. Thank you. Yes. Who, who else would be our Canadian expert? We don't. I don't think we talk to anybody else that's from Canada regularly. Well, it's you. On, on, on my other show that I do across the hall, Chapman claims to be the Canadian expert. He, okay, he's, don't listen oh, to him. Stop. One. Yeah, Lord. whatever. He claims a lot yeah. of things. Don't listen to him. Um, so I'm I'm hoping you have an answer for this, but I don't know if I'm expecting you to. Uh, UNLV basketball is currently playing teams in Canada. Do you have any idea how good the University of British Columbia is at basketball? Nope. Okay. Uh, that, right. I can't tell you. Uh, it, it's predominantly dominated by uh, teams in the uh, in the Ottawa area lately. So uh, no, but I am from Brandon, and we we won three uh, national championships when when I was uh, covering that team. So uh, we were we were really good then. But I moved, and of course nobody wanted to go to the school anymore. So uh, from a basketball perspective, but no, I, I don't know what UBC is. Uh, okay. That's the uh, the slang version of it. The nickname yeah, UBC. Beat, so if, yeah. if you want to be cool, yeah, they beat UNLV. So the hope is oh, that they they're did. pretty good. Yeah, they did. Well. They, they they could be great, and and what would UNLV? Uh, so it's UNLV against UBC. There's a lot of letters in there. Uh, would uh, would UNLV have their full roster, starting roster, everything there? Yeah, they they've got a couple guys that are hurt, but yes, they had everybody. Uh, yes, they did basically. Hmm. It's not like the Globetrotters where you're obligated to lose though. I don't know. Well, they played. It, show. They also played last night, and they beat the University of Calgary. Oh, UFC. Okay, I'm sensing yeah. a trend here. Yeah, I get. I get how it <laughs> yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. You know, you All right. know the uh, the nick. Okay, what are the what are the nicknames of the uh, the two schools? UBC and UFC. Uh, Calgary's the Dinos. Uh, nice. Th- not the Dinos. British Columbia's. Some people call them the Dinos. Not the T-Birds. Call them the Dinos. Yeah, the T-Birds is uh, UBC. Yeah. Well yeah. done. You've been doing your operation here. Yeah. What are you talking about? Come on, Darren. Well, I know. I I know because you, Adam, and and Ed, you you supply the professional part. And what what is it that you do there, Tyler? Uh, I make sure you come on the show from Montana. That's my job. Come on, come out here. I'm. Let's go have a beer at what was the Sharkies? Where where are we going? Yeah, go to a Sharkies. You know what? Don't even worry about Stockmans. Go to Sharkies instead. It'll be. It, yeah. You'll have just as much fun. All right, yeah. Darren, get get it. out of here. I'm amazed your okay. cell phone works in Montana. Thank you. Bye bye. So there's Darren Millard live from the VGK road trip in Missoula, Montana, which thankfully I've not been to. But coming up next, I think this is Adam Candy's favorite segment of the show: Degenerate Danny. Degenerate Danny. Change only ten thousand. Later, dudes. Good luck, Rose. I'm rooting for you. I did it. I really did it. You down for another game? All right, Danny. Degenerate Danny is back. 
Um, what do you what do you got for us? Have you placed any more ridiculous bets recently? I don't know if you would call them ridiculous. Well, you but you I tried have to argue. Will. Bets. <laughs> uh, well, uh, most recently last night, I went uh, one and one on the Aces game. What you what did you bet on the Aces game? Uh, they were both player props. I had of course. I okay. had Jackie Young over seventeen points. She finished with sixteen. Oh, and she got off to a great first quarter, too. Like, what what did she have, seven in the first quarter or something like that? Uh, That I'm not sure. I didn't actually get to watch that because it started as I was packing up and doing stuff for a remote I was working yesterday. You got, man, you got screwed up. Because the Aces also only scored nine points as a team in the third quarter. Yeah, you. that's a a tough beat, Danny, a bad beat for you on the Jackie Young player prop. Yeah, I did see that uh, when I was looking at the box score. I did see that low second period, and I was uh, I was a bit sad. But uh, the other one I had in that game was Kelsey Plum over twenty five points and assists combined, and I believe she finished with either twenty six or twenty seven. So I just just barely got that one. Uh, I got a. <laughs> I have to break in here for a second here. Uh, we're going to get back to Degenerate Danny in a moment, but it appears, not confirmed by the league yet, but it appears that the release has been leaked uh, of the Deshaun Watson situation that they are going to uh, settle at 11 regular season games and a $5 million fine. Uh, the fine will be combined with additional donations from the NFL and the Browns, a total of $7 million going to sexual assault and misconduct prevention 11 games okay um all right let's let's wrap up degenerate danny we'll get into deshaun watson at nine o'clock after the break here because 11 11 games is, is a very interesting number um all right danny what what else do you have for us that you bet on aside from wait wait you went one and one in these did you parlay those together no i didn't they were okay. separate bets um Nevada, at least from what I've seen so far, they don't allow same game parlays when it comes to prop bets. Ah, okay. All right. I guess um, that's saving you bet? from yourself. Uh, and then also this morning, um, before the line shifts, I bet, and I don't think it'll shift much, but it could go up to 16 or 17. I took aces minus 15 and a half for Saturday. Ah, I'm glad you're getting a good number on the aces. Minus 15 and a half. Well, yesterday they were minus 16 and a half, and they won by 16. So okay. I'm hoping for a bigger blowout, especially since I'm going to be at that game. It's going to make it more exciting. Are you working? No, no. This will okay. be, I'm going as a fan, <laughs> and it'll be the, the first uh, aces game I've actually been to. So I'm pretty excited. So wait, how many more bets are you going to place between now and the start of that game since you're going to it? Uh, I'm probably going to hit every prop bet that's available because, I mean, that's only like four, (laughs) maybe five. But I did lay off of one last night, and it would have lost had I bet it. It was the uh, – I was going to do over on Asia Wilson points and rebounds combined. It was 30 or 31, and I think she totaled like 20, so she fell way short. Yeah, only only – made two of 11 shots um adam do you think that uh we should stop this segment now because it's irresponsible to encourage danny to do this well i've never advocated bet the entire board as a strategy <laughs> hey um, i do that at uh golden knights games i go to 
You know what, Tyler? I don't think our encouragement matters <laughs> one damn. I think Danny is going to be Danny no matter whether we uh, encourage him to continue betting or not. Uh, why did you choose to lay the 15 and a half with the Aces? Uh, just to make it, like, make it more exciting at the game. I don't know. Like, I usually... I wasn't going to take Mercury plus 15 and a half, so I'm just rooting for an Aces complete blowout and they move on to the next round. You know what? I like that. I, I You know, if you're just betting something as in like, hey, I'm supporting the home team. I want to go and watch a good game. Like, that's a lot better than trying to say, well, you know, my scientific analysis <laughs> says X, Y, and Z. No, I, I can support that as a form of entertainment done responsibly. I mean, he did start that by saying that he's getting it before the number goes up. So there is part of Danny that is still out here like, ah, I'm getting good value here as I go to this game. Exactly. And I don't think Asia Wilson is going to have another two for 11 game. So, so Danny, are you familiar with Cleve? Um, yes. Okay. All right. Dan we're going to, if Danny wins this bet and if he wins it, by the aces winning by 16 i'm gonna start calling him cleave for closing line value like because he's very concerned about making sure that he gets his best closing line value so i think <laughs> i think cleave like like you know not cleveland for but cleave would be a good name for him yeah uh, i had to for a minute there i had to think about what you were referring to um but no yeah i i know exactly what it is and that's that's what i'm hoping i get um also since we only have about 40 seconds left um two nfl parlays that i did uh they're both um teased parlays i got one of them is baltimore money line and cincinnati minus a half a point uh since i've laid the bet i believe cincinnati has gone up half a point so so wait you okay we're gonna have to discuss this on another degenerate danny it's, <laughs> it's a money line plus well the teaser i got um yeah, we're gonna have to talk about it. It's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be another time, Cleve. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get at that one uh, sometime later. Good luck with your degeneracy.